This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about the popsicle ice pop and other quiescently frozen ice pop desserts. Yes, because we were not sued yet we by have? the Derby Pie people. <laughs> but the Popsicle people, I don't know. It's another risk that we're taking. <laughs> it is. We take a lot of deep risks on the show. It's all for you. It, it, it really is. So, I mean, we're just putting our necks on the line <laughs> to tell you about these frozen treats of the summer, one might call them, if one wanted to. If one so dared. If one dared. Popsicles. <gasps> I, pl- I pluralized it. I know. The popsicle police the are going to knock coming. on our studio door. Okay, okay. All, all of this begs the question, uh, why, why are we going through this verbal uh, ac- acrobatics, these verbal acrobatics? What is a popsicle? Or a popsicle? What is it? This is a legal quandary. A legal quandary? And Lauren... Since I'm already in trouble with the law, perhaps you should take this one. (laughs) All right. Well, legally, a popsicle is a brand of quiescently frozen confections, a.k.a. flavored ice pops. Quiescently frozen. I'm coming back to it. Okay. In the parlance of our times, popsicles are usually uh, fruit juice or fruit-flavored water. 
oh, with or without added sweeteners, flavorings, colorings, and or texturizers that's been frozen in place into an oblong shape with a sturdy, flat stick stuck partway through the center to act like a handle. And the stick's popsicles, and yes, this is on the Popsicle official Popsicle website, the sticks that they use are traditionally birchwood. And yes, Popsicle is what you would call a proprietary eponym. That's a word that, that's, a, that's a legally registered trademark as a company name. It's the name of a company, but that word has come to be used generically by, you know, the people at large to mean any form of whatever thing that company is famous for. You know, like saying uh, Google when you mean internet search or Band-Aid when you mean adhesive bandage or Kleenex when you mean tissue, Coke when you mean soda or, I mean, any soda. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, styrofoam when you mean extruded polystyrene foam. Well, that's just difficult to say. Frisbee when you mean throwing disc. <laughs> Get me my throwing disc now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have fun. Quickly. My throwing disc, sir. That sounds like a weapon. Throwing. Ooh, it does. It really does. I mean, fris- I frisbees be. are sort of weapons anyway. That's true. It depends on how good you are at catching them. You're totally correct. <laughs> But okay, so if you're being legally, technically correct, you never use the word popsicle as a noun. You never you never have a popsicle. You have a popsicle ice pop. Oh, I can't wait to annoy someone about this later. Similarly, you cannot pluralize the word popsicle. If you're being if you're being real on the up and ups about it, you're you're not going to the store to buy popsicles. You're going to buy popsicle pops. Of course. Clearly. And if you said that you love Popsicle's great taste, Annie, you're talking about the flavor of a company, and I think you should look at your life and your choices. What a fool I am. (laughs) You'd be correct to say the great taste of Popsicle Ice Pops. Now I'm just like a walking commercial. (laughs) Uh, This is language that I took pretty directly from their website about how to navigate these complex problems. Because they are complex problems that we all face, especially in the summer. Yes. Oh, man, I've faced a number of ice pop devices (laughs) during summer months. (laughs) Ice pop devices should be the legal name. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Okay, so so Popsicle, yes. Popsicle is a brand, um, but but also you – I mean, you know, you're probably not going to get sued if you talk about Popsicles, like, within your own home. I think every place should have a jar, like a swear jar, but it's a popsicle jar, and the company comes around and collects it. Like every time you say popsicle, you put a nickel in there. At the end of the year, popsicle the company collects all the nickels. Oh, or, or maybe they could have a like a big one for like Google and Kleenex and all that stuff and come around. I'm not sure how they would divvy it up. You'd need to have different sure compartments. You're right. But I don't know. We'll have to look into separately outside of the podcast if Google has a whole page about how to navigate <laughs> talking about their product. Like, I think it's just for employees. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, see? Then we're fine. <laughs> the nickel system is only for Popsicle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although they probably don't need any nickels because each year Popsicle products top $2 billion in sales. $2 billion units, yeah. And uh, the most popular Popsicle brand flavor is cherry. I found that surprising. Oh. I don't know what I would... I would imagine strawberry, I guess. I guess me too, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Tracking down uh, non-branded ice pop sales, or non-Popsicle branded ice pop sales, rather, is a little squidgy because, uh, you know, legally, 
Uh, the term is quiescently frozen confections. And in terms of market sales, they're in the general category of frozen novelties, um, which can encompass things that are clearly not popsicles one way or another, like, you know, wrapped ice cream cones, ice cream sandwiches, stuff like that. But in the United States, as of 2016, the frozen novelties category saw $1.2 billion in sales. Ooh. If you don't want to contribute to that $1.2 billion, you can make them at home. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty easy to make yeah. uh, because, okay, the term quiescently means in a state of inactivity or dormancy, Ooh. which here means uh, you don't have to mess with popsicles as you're freezing them because they will shape up all on their own. Unlike ice cream, which you have to churn while you're freezing it to uh, to whip wee bits of air into, like, the physical structure to create the right type of crystallization that gives the finished ice cream that dreamy, smooth texture. Oh. Mm-hmm. But not so with popsicles. Ah. If you buy a popsicle mold, uh, which are pretty cheap at larger groceries, like big box stores, you know, on the internets, uh, you can pour pretty much any juice or soda or booze yes. into the mold. Just leave it in the freezer for a few hours and have... Pretty excellent popsicles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, straight straight liquors wouldn't work because the freezing point of alcohol is way below the freezing point of water. But but you could water them down to make like a cocktail pop. Yeah, totally. And not to go on too much of a booze tangent here. <laughs> oh, never. But certainly in my research, I went on a really huge booze tangent. Um, mm-hmm. So like for the record, you need less than about ten percent total alcohol by volume in your mixture in order to freeze something solid in your you know, home freezer. Mm -hmm. So that means that for every, like, cup of non-booze liquid, you can add about three ounces. It's about two standard shots of of standard 40-ish proof alcohol. Ah. Just FYI. Just FYI. I'm not saying that I have enormous plans for experimenting with such recipes over the summer. Oh. Or at our next D&D game. Hypothetical plans, perhaps, (laughs) I would like to partake hypothetically, <laughs> in these imagined popsicles. <laughs> Understood, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Awesome. <laughs> we do have a local uh, popsicle vendor, King of Pops, and they make pop tails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are cocktails with <laughs> popsicles, well, pops. Oh, excuse me. Ice pops. Ice pops inserted in them that sort of, like, it melts. Makes, it melts, yeah, it melts down into the cocktail. It makes it look and taste quite lovely. It is very nice. One of my favorite things that we had at Atlanta Food and Wine was the pop tail from um, Old Fourth, or Old Pals at Old Fourth Distillery. It was lovely. It was. Oh, while we're shouting things out, yes. uh, we should also shout out there's uh, both a Brain Stuff video episode about quiescently frozen confections Yes, um, that Josh Clark did, and he's some kind of mad genius. I think it's actually my very favorite video episode of Brain Stuff ever. It's pretty excellent. Yeah. Also, mad props to Paul Deccant, who is, I'm not going to say a mad genius, just regular, like, even-keeled genius. A very even-keeled genius. Yeah. He drinks a lot of tea. He does. Oh, man. I mm-hmm. respect his hydration. I do as well. Oh, and uh, another show that we that we work in conjunction with here at How Stuff Works, How Stuff You Missed in History Class, did a whole episode about about good humor versus popsicle. Ooh, yeah, intrigue. Very much intrigue. We're not going... humorous at all. Oh, I would say not. We're going to get a little bit into that intrigue, plus the rest of the history of the popsicle brand and its ice pops. Ice pops in general. Mm-hmm. 
right after a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. For... I was going to say our sanity, but for my sanity, I'm probably just going to use Popsicles. Okay. Please don't sue me, Popsicle Company, but you can send free product. That's that's cool. Um, (laughs) Popsicles are pretty new in the scheme of things. It's true that in ancient Rome, slaves were tasked with retrieving ice from way up in the cold mountains and bringing back blocks of it that was then crushed up with fruits and spices for their masters. Sorbets and freezes were observed by Marco Polo, and Thomas Jefferson probably made the same things when showing off at Monticello because, of course, of course he, he did. did. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. But as far as popsicles, popsicles, we're talking 1905. Oh, wow. As in... C.E., not B.C.E., Yeah, C.E. The story goes that an 11-year-old boy in San Francisco, or maybe Oakland, where it was colder because people have looked at the temperatures, um, Frank Epperson forgot his glass of powdered drink mix and water. He was trying to make his own soft drink, good for him, complete with straw outside overnight. When the sun rose, the kid discovered that the whole thing had frozen. And upon licking it, because of course you're going to lick it, (laughs) um, he discovered it was delicious. Young entrepreneur that he was, he started selling them around his neighborhood. In 1923, now an adult, Frank started selling them around a nearby amusement park called Neptune Beach. 
a.k.a. the West Coast Coney Island. Hmm. Also the same venue that Snow Cones debuted, by the way. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, armed with proof that his product was successful, in 1925 he patented frozen confection of attractive appearance, which can be conveniently consumed without contamination by contact with a hand without the need for a plate, spoon, fork, or other implement and began marketing them. <laughs> he didn't call them popsicles, though. He called them epsicles. Epsicles. You know, his name plus icicle. It was Frank's kids who started referring to them as popsicles because he was their pop. See? I read a bunch of different origin stories about the name. I also read that it was because of lollipops. Ah, pop, oh, that makes sense. Sickles, or uh, maybe because uh, he, he wanted to advertise that they were made with soda pop. Oh. So they're popsicles. I... Probably all three simultaneously. Yeah. Maybe in branching dimensions. We love our, our branching dimensions at Foodstuff. We do. Unfortunately, Frank had to sell the patent shortly after to Joe Loco because he was broke. When asked about this later, Frank responded, I was flat and had to liquidate all my assets. I haven't been the same since. Oh, wow. The Loco brought the frozen confection into the national spotlight, though, at the low, low price of a nickel, these babies were a hit. It was marketed as a frozen lollipop. It even withstood the Great Depression, in part due to the introduction of the two-stick popsicle while maintaining that five-cents price point. Oh, yeah, share one with your friends, two for the price of one. I can't imagine sharing a popsicle like that. I mean, well, logistically. I mean, you, well, I mean, you break them apart. Oh. Yeah, that's why... <laughs> My life, I don't have much experience <laughs> with popsicles, I've got to say. Uh, I had a lot of those freezy pops. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Not, not straight up popsicles. Those were not a big thing in my house. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Popsicle Pete, Popsicle's mascot, as in the company Popsicle, comes onto the scene in 1939. But confection drama abounds. Confection drama? And this brings us to good humor, ah. who did not have a good humor at all. Or maybe they did, I don't know. But they came out with their own product on a stick, chocolate-covered ice cream, and Lowe sued their ass for infringing on their copyright. The court got them to meet in the middle, awarding Lowe the domain of water-based pops and good humor the domain of milk-based pops. Huh. This, of course, was not the end of it. It involved a lot of arguments and big questions like, what is ice cream, Lauren? And... How does one define sherbet anyway? <laughs> Keeps us up at night, I know. By World War II, the popsicle had become so popular that the 8th Air Force unit picked them as a symbol for American life. <sighs> Popsicle's fudgesicle debuted in 1946. The double stick popsicle went away in 1986. So maybe that explains why I don't know what to do with it. Um, Flavor Ice was introduced in 1969 by Gelsert. You know, those are the things, the popsicles and the plastic tube, sometimes called freezies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have a stick. You just kind of cut off the end of the sharp, the surprisingly sharp plastic tube yeah. and you stick it in your face. Yeah. They come usually in liquid form and then you freeze them. Right. And I have a conspiracy theory that no matter where you are, you have one of these in your freezer somewhere. We have a lot of them in my freezer, actually. Do and you? I'm very confused about why. Yes, exactly. Who bought these? When? Why? How? Who knows? How long have they been there? Have they always been there? I don't know. You can get them in uh, electrolyte sports flavor now. <laughs> did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and I love this quote I found about them. Um, 
the cool-down choice for cheap skates everywhere. <laughs> Woo! Dang, okay. Uh, yeah. Their competitor, Auto Otter Pops, which is sort of a push-up pop situation, came onto the market in 1970. Gel Cert eventually got the rights to them as well. Um, and we mentioned we mentioned them as sort of the impetus for the blue raspberry flavor in our artificial oh, flavoring right. episode. If you haven't heard that one, want to check it out. In 1989, Unilever acquired Popsicle, the brand, and also Good Humor. So that put an end to their legal battle that they had going on. Hmm. But it opened the door for another very Derby Pie-esque legal battle to protect the copyright of Popsicle, capital P, the brand. It doesn't want to be Kleenex or Xerox, like we mentioned at the top. In 2010, they sued a Brooklyn pop maker, People's Pops, for a blog post that included Popsicle. A blog post, Lauren. Don't don't take their name. That's their valuable property. Uh, you know, if I had a name, maybe I'd feel the same way. You, <laughs> Annie, you have a name. Your your name is Annie Reese. And I'm still waiting for the Reese's company. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, not yet. Not oh, yet. Oh man, but soon. Food stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. You guys, I get in touch. It. I can feel it. In my bones. It's on the way. <laughs> Frank Everson died in 1983. And is now a part of a food tour in California that also includes Domingo Ghirardelli. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Um, of the chocolate world and our old pal, Trader Vic. Oh, Trader Vic. Epperson is also featured in a Christian self-help book about trusting God to help you discover your purpose in life. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Popsicles and crime aside. Because this is a whole article I found. Okay, so this is not aside from popsicles and crime. This is an aside on. Yes. Okay. It's not like a popsicle. Yeah. It should be a character in a comic book. But (laughs) no, we're talking about popsicles randomly coming up in crime. Um, They've been involved in a surprising amount of crime (laughs) stories. Um, And I wasn't necessarily surprised thanks to all the mind trap I used to play at the beach. But still... Okay. (laughs) One such case stems from the summer of 1935 when Philadelphians woke up to this headline, argues over popsicle, vendor is shot. Oh, no. This resulted from a debt the vendor had accrued of 10 cents. When the popsicle vendor couldn't pay up, the loaner demanded two popsicles as payment. The vendor disagreed to the terms and got a bullet for his trouble. Oh. It was during the Great Depression, so So. 10 cents was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, don't shoot anybody, but no, just no. saying. It's a bigger deal than it is now, yes. Yes. A 13-year-old boy who ran a Birmingham, Alabama ice cream truck got robbed in 1952, and the culprit sold six dozen ice cream sandwiches and popsicles and $4. <laughs> hmm. They were well, hungry. <laughs> I mean, well, my thing is, how did they not melt six dozen ice cream sandwiches? Anyway, um, (laughs) take this headline from Los Angeles in 1952. Parents lose suit over boys' popsicle pool row. (laughs) Yes, there was a lawsuit that took eight hours of deliberation from the jury. And it all started when a young boy showed up at the Seminole Hot Springs Resort Pool with not one but two popsicles. And the 11-year-old boy on duty and the son of the resort's owner would not stand for it. Nay, he wouldn't allow it. The moms of the boys got involved and allegedly threw popsicles at each other. The mothers? Yes, as mature adults uh, do when they have disagreements. <laughs> the, the classic popsicle defense. The parents of the popsicle boys sued the resort, the resort for $40,500, but yeah, no dice. 
<laughs> and after chasing a teenage bicycling popsicle thief and calling the police, a pursuer ended up in trouble with the cops because he had no license. The 1955 Washington, D.C. headline was, Popsicle Theft and Chase, Get Victim in Police Jam. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. After a dozen popsicles were stolen in 1975, the Hartford Courant ran with this headline, Police Hope to Lick Popsicle Mystery. Oh. Yeah. Had to include it. Well, good job, Hartford. Yeah. It's a pun worthy of food stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I I don't I don't have anything about popsicle crime, hmm. but I will say that uh, that that modernly the popsicle brand does tie-ins with all sorts of other brands. There's a uh, Jawbreaker flavored ice pops, uh, all kinds of Frozen Di- Disney Frozen oh. related ice pops. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. I just realized how it's just obvious finger gunny that is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> totally clear. Uh, you, you know. Despicable Me, stuff mm. like that. The Minions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bright yellow. I don't know what flavor they are. Minion flavored? That doesn't sound They're tasty. banana because they love bananas. Oh, okay. There you go. I've seen many a <laughs> animated film. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and this brings us to the science of creating, at a large scale, popsicles. Or, oh, popsicle ice pops. <laughs> the fear in her eyes. Good job, Popsicle Company. We're going to get to that if we're still here, right after one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So let's say that you're a big company who wants to make a new flavor of ice pop. Okay. It's, it's a big commitment, even, even for a large company like yourself, Annie. I am a large company, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've got you've to create a new mold for it and place a bulk order, like huge bulk order of, of wrappers and sticks that you want to probably specially design for the, for the case. The mold alone is going to run you around $60,000. And, uh, and, and the design and marketing might be another 40000 So. It's expensive, but once you've got those things, the manufacturing process goes like this. You're going to mix up a base of uh, sugars, stabilizers, texturizers, and water, which can be sent out to different vats to have different flavors and colors added. The mixtures are cooled to just above freezing so that they can still be uh, pumped and poured easily because you're going to pump them across your factory and send the mixture straight to the molds. The mold machines can carry like 200 to 300 strips of stainless steel molds. And the whole thing is capable of producing about 4,320 ice pops per hour. Ooh. Or up to twice that many, depending on the uh, speed and efficiency of your machine, because uh, there has to be a rinse and sanitize cycle in between each batch. And you might have multiple machines, like five machines on your line. These filled molds, once you, once you pump your mix into them, they're going to pass through a long tank filled with a salt brine that's cooled to like negative 25 to 30 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about negative 32 degrees Celsius. And the tank is, is maybe about 20 feet long. And over the course of this journey through the tank, the pops will freeze up with the center solidifying during that last three to four feet. Right before that point, therefore, uh, when the uh, pop liquid is just frozen enough to support a stick, an injector pushes in the stick. Once it's totally frozen, a warming tank will heat the outside of the molds just enough to let the pops release, and then they are dropped into their individual baggies, held open by gusts of air. Wow. It's that, a beautiful popsicle symphony. It, <gasps> ah! <laughs> it's a beautiful ice pop symphony sometimes conducted by the brand Popsicle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There you go. That's clear as day. It is. It's a much better way to say it out loud. I'll try to keep that in mind. I have a history. There's a long lost <laughs> promo video, a foodstuff promo video. We'll still post it someday. Yeah, we, we should. It was fun. We got to have a food fight. It was great. Um, but I could not pronounce quiescently. And Lauren's juggling, and I keep ruining And I have a popsicle in my hand. And it's, and melting, it's melting. And I keep, we and keep we don't, having, we don't have a backup popsicle. No, because we're <laughs> fools and thought I'd be able to pr pronounce quiescently, which now I can do. But in, at the time. In the moment, it was stressful. It was very stressful. Thank I think I, I think I only ruined shots by, by missing a juggle, like, maybe only four times. Yeah. We had such big plans for that video. And we were the ones that were like, we got to have juggling and a popsicle in the same scene and we're going to be walking and the whole thing. Yeah. At yeah. least you weren't on rollerblades. In the initial version yes. of the script, you were like, I have to be on rollerblades and I have to be eating this popsicle and you have to be juggling and that's what it's going to be. And then there was going to be a confetti canyon at the end. <laughs> canyon, a confetti cannon. Yeah, not canyon. Although yeah, a canyon, if that sounds fun. Yeah, I'd do that too. Anyway, yeah. we'll get that up online somewhere. But in the meanwhile, this brings us to the end of our Popsicle episode. And yes. to... Listener, listener Mail. 
Okay. Okay. I want to start out by saying that um, we have been delighted by the just pouring in of emails describing your favorite peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are oh. without jelly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. It has been excellent. You'll probably hear more of those um, in future episodes because we did get quite a lot and they are they are wonderful. But we're going to start with this one from Miranda. She wrote, My PB&J preference is very personal to me, like you both mentioned. I always had smooth peanut butter and strawberry jelly, but my sandwich had to be placed under the cold pack in my lunchbox. For some reason, I loved how it made the sandwich cold and smashed it together a bit. I can't explain exactly why I liked it, but I was adamant that my sandwich had to be smashed by the ice pack. I am a student naval aviator training to be a Coast Guard pilot, and when I first started flying, I was getting airsick. I was told that peanut butter is a great thing to eat before your flights to have something to settle your stomach. And it worked! Now I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before each flight, and I make sure to keep it under my ice pack in my lunchbox. I guess some old habits die hard. Also in college, it was a frequent occurrence that freshmen would stand up at a lunch with a fresh jar of peanut butter, one without the seal taken off. They would, they would yell, fire in the hole, and smash the jar of Skippy peanut butter on their forehead to break open the seal. Peanut butter would fly everywhere, and people would stand up and cheer. However, everyone would yell much louder and boo you if you weren't strong enough to break the seal with your forehead. A strange tradition in our school. I still have no idea where it came from, but I did get hit with a flying glob of peanut butter one day. Good times were had by all, except my stained sweater. <laughs> That is a very interesting tradition, Miranda. I've never heard of that before. Me neither. And uh, I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I don't know. I kind of want to try it. I, I know you do. <laughs> Feels like a, something I need to prove to myself. Yeah, this is one of the ones that we can't do in the studio, though. Uh, yeah. They I, think, I think that's an outdoor activity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll Re- reconvene later. <laughs> Rachel wrote about our crawfish episode, I live in Houston, Texas, which is an incredible, incredible food city. Not only does it have some southern charm, but it's also home to some kick-ass Tex-Mex and, of course, Texas barbecue. But did you know that Houston is also the most diverse city in the country? Because of this, Houston has an insane amount of international and regional food options. I say all this because you mentioned a crawfish restaurant in Atlanta owned by a Vietnamese family at the beginning of the episode. But did you know that Viet Cajun is its own type of cuisine here in Houston? Viet Cajun came about starting in the late 70s and early 80s after the Vietnam War, when a lot of Vietnamese refugees came to the Gulf Coast, but especially after a large influx of Vietnamese came to Houston after Katrina. Shrimping is a major industry in Vietnam, so when Vietnamese people moved here, they easily transitioned to the crawfish industry. Being so close to Louisiana, it makes sense that Houston has a lot of Cajun cuisine. However, when the Vietnamese started cooking crawfish, after boiling, they would finish them in all the delicious Vietnamese seasonings, such as garlic and lemongrass sautéed with butter. Mmm, butter. This is, of course, sacrilegious in Louisiana, but Houstonians love their Viet Cajun mud bugs. They do sound delicious. Oh, that sounds great. I mean, adding butter to anything isn't really not tasty. Yeah, it's hard. Nothing's coming to mind immediately. No. But uh, I'm sure there's something. Sure there, there's oh, there has to be something. We'll, we'll investigate. We'll yeah. do our, one of our well-known foodstuff investigations. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. We will. 
But in the meantime, please keep those emails coming. You can email us at foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook at foodstuffhsw, also over on Instagram at foodstuff, and we hope to hear from you. Thank you, as always, to our amazing super producer, Dylan Fagan who has his other headphones on and is listening to something else entirely. Um, oh, belated shout out to our uh, research assistant, Christopher Hasiotis, for giving us a whole bunch of peanut butter research to get us kickstarted on that episode, who's a, just a terrific human person. We're hoping to, to get him on the show sometime kind of soon because he's a font of amazing food facts. Indeed he is. Amazing food fact font. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.